Hello and welcome. This is Susan Lopresti. I am so excited to have you here with me today. Before I begin, I just want to give you a little bit of information about myself. For those of you who don't know me, I am a holistic health coach, Reiki and meditation practitioner. And my mission is to give midlife women the tools necessary to transition into this wonderful time of life. And you can do it easily and effortlessly. And you can continue to live long, healthy, and happy, productive lives for many years to come. And I help women to stay healthy through many different healing modalities besides just the food on your plate. Health is holistic and we get to the root cause instead of putting a Band-Aid on the symptom. I just wanted to let you know that that's what my business is all about. And so the purpose of my presentations and podcast and website is to really make women aware because I believe that knowledge is power. And when you have knowledge and you know the chronic illnesses that can arise as we're getting older, you could already prepare yourself to be taking action to not get it, to avoid it. Know the things that you need to do to stay healthy and you will avoid a lot of chronic illness. So I feel that it's much easier to just have a healthy lifestyle than to get really sick and then try to reclaim your health. And so that's what my coaching programs are really all about. It's about maintaining good health for years to come. So let's go on from there. That's my story. And here we're off and running. So when it comes to nutrition, knowing what to eat, how much, and how often can really be confusing. And we're constantly bombarded with the media headlines and advertisements about the latest trends, but these messages don't always have our good health in mind. So what to believe? Myth number one, all calories are created equal. How many of you have heard that all calories are created equal? But I'm sorry to tell you that they aren't. This is because the body uses and stores calories differently depending on the nutrients each food is comprised of. In order to understand why calories differ, I want to take a look at different nutrients and how the body handles them. Calories in food. You may have heard foods being described in terms of density. This refers to different nutrients having more or fewer calories packed in the same weight, making them higher or lower calorie density. Calories in foods are grouped as fats, alcohol, carbohydrates, and proteins. Calories in foods are grouped as fats, alcohol, carbohydrates, and proteins. Nutritional labels in the U.S. use these as a rule of thumb. One gram of fat has nine calories. One gram of alcohol has seven calories. One gram of protein has four calories. And one gram 
of carbohydrates, which are sugars and starches, has four calories. One gram of fiber, estimated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to be 1.5 calories. While fiber is a carbohydrate, it's not easily digested by the body. This is why eating 300 calories of chicken is not the same as eating 300 calories of cake. And then myth number two, carbs make you fat. I'm sure most of you have heard this one. In fact, many popular diets are based on the myth that carb makes you fat. Carbs aren't the enemy, but there are different types of carbs that you should be aware of. Take a closer look at carbohydrates so that you could learn to distinguish the good from the bad. What are carbs? Carbohydrates are one of three macronutrients. Fat and protein are the others. The primary function of macronutrients is to provide the body with energy. Dietary carbohydrates can be split into three main categories, sugars. Sugars are sweet, short-chain carbohydrate found in foods. Examples are glucose, fructose, galactose, and sucrose. And then there are starches. Starches are long chains of glucose molecules, which eventually get broken down into glucose in the digestive system. Then there's fiber. Humans cannot digest fiber, although the bacteria in the digestive system can make use of some of them. And not all carbs are created equal. Carbs are often referred to as simple versus complex or whole versus refined. The problem with carbs is when they are consumed in excess, the body turns carbs into fat to be stored as a reserve energy source. Whole carbs are generally considered healthy because they are unprocessed and they contain the fiber that's naturally found in food. They include vegetables, whole fruit, legumes, potatoes, whole grains, whole food choices or sources of carbohydrates are also commonly loaded with nutrients. Refined carbs, on the other hand, including sugar-sweetened beverages, fruit juices, pastries, white bread, white pasta, white rice, and others, these carbs are highly processed, meaning that the natural fiber is removed and have been associated with health problems like obesity, type 2 diabetes. Additionally, refined carbohydrate foods are generally lacking in essential nutrients. So let's take a look at the good versus the bad. And in case you're still a little bit unclear on which carbs are good for you and which are not, here's a list that I'd like to share with you. So the good carbs, vegetables, all of them, it's best to eat a variety of vegetables every single day. I can't stress that enough. Whole fruits, apples, bananas, strawberries, Honestly, whatever fruit that you like, berries have the least amount of sugar. So I always recommend berries as a really good first choice. But honestly, 
whatever fruits you like. But keep in mind that some do have more sugar than others. Then there are legumes, so lentils, kidney beans, peas, etc. Nuts, almonds, walnuts, hazelnuts, macadamia nuts, peanuts, etc. Seeds are excellent. Chia seeds, pumpkin seeds, whole grains. Choose grains that are truly whole, as in pure oats, quinoa, brown rice. Those are also gluten-free, by the way. And then here are the bad carbs. I hate to call them bad, but not so ideal carbs. Sugary drinks, soda, vitamin water, fruit juices, white bread. These are refined carbohydrates that are low in essential nutrients and bad for metabolic health, which applies to most commercially available breads, by the way. So pastries, cookies, cakes, these tend to be very high in sugar and refined wheat. Ice cream. I am a big lover of ice cream, but most types of ice cream are very high in sugar. Although there are exceptions, and they're out there and you need to look for them. Candies and chocolates. If you're going to eat chocolate, choose quality dark chocolate. French fries and potato chips. Whole potatoes are healthy, but French fries and potato chips are not. And most of us already know that. We're aware of that. Myth number three, healthy food is more expensive. This one is a little bit tricky. It depends on how you look at the cost. When considering the overall cost of your health, it's clear that processed foods are more expensive. Filling your cart with fresh produce versus cheap frozen and boxed meals can create a difference in your weekly grocery budget. However, the few bucks that you save by purchasing unhealthy foods will end up costing you more in the long run. What we use to fuel our bodies determines how efficiently we burn energy. From feeling sluggish and fatigued all day to treating conditions associated with being overweight or even the loss of wages of being sick uh, all affect our bottom line. Spending a little bit more on healthier foods will save you money on healthcare costs. Countless reports have found how we eat impacts health and spending a little more on healthy food can drastically reduce healthcare costs over time. I'm going to put a couple of links in the show notes with more information about that. And next I want to talk about and give you some tips on eating healthy on a budget because you hear a lot of times that healthy food is more expensive than junk food. But I do have some tips and that can help you cut down on your grocery bill while eating healthier. First, ask yourself, what's the most expensive thing that you buy? What is that? For many, the answer is either meat or dairy. By purchasing less of these items, you can use that found money to buy more fresh produce. And this will contribute to a healthier diet overall. And that really is a wonderful tip 
because especially animal protein in today's economy is really, really expensive. And you can get really good proteins from plant-based proteins. If you're worried about protein, beans, quinoa, eggs, they're cheaper than meat products. And swapping some of the heavy meat meals with plant-based alternatives can help you cut down on costs. If you have a pantry filled with cookies and chips, you want to relocate that money to the produce section as well. Look for local and seasonal produce. This means you'll have to alter your diet slightly according to what season you're in. So you want to shop discounted stores for produce. In this case, produce may have a slightly shorter storage time, which just means that you need to prepare and consume the food sooner rather than later. So you can save some money there. You could also reduce food waste. If you find that you're constantly throwing away food, figure out why. Is food going bad or are you simply making too much? Buying and preparing the right amounts will also help you cut down on cost. So that's another thing to really consider. And then myth number three, gluten-free is the way to go. The fad of going gluten-free has exploded recently. The fact is only 1% of the population has a genetic condition called celiac disease. I happen to be one of the lucky ones in that 1% that does have celiac disease. But it's up to you to do your own research and your own testing on your body by doing an elimination test maybe for a couple of weeks and eliminating gluten and see how you feel and then reintroduce it back into your diet and see how you feel there. But either way, the fact is that 1% of the population actually has celiac disease. And like I said, I am that lucky one. And the only way to determine a true gluten allergy is with medical testing. While some people with celiac disease need to ditch the gluten, it's not necessary for the rest of us. If you suspect that gluten is causing you discomfort, try that elimination diet. Just know that gluten-free foods are not automatically healthier. So in fact, Gluten substitutes may actually increase calorie content and contribute to weight gain. So you really want to not fall into that trap of gluten-free foods. And then myth number five, low-fat foods are better for you while you're trying to watch your weight. And this option may seem the way to go. Unfortunately, your good intention may leave you worse off. Low-fat is often synonymous with loaded with salt and cheap carbohydrates. As you'll remember, a high intake of carbs can be stored in the body as fat. This will inevitably lead to weight gain despite your best intentions to reduce your fat intake. You're better off getting the full fat version 
and using less of it. Now we're looking at myth number six. Yogurt is good for the bacteria in your belly. This one is actually true, but only for yogurt containing live active cultures. Unfortunately, most yogurt products are loaded with sugar, causing more harm than good. In fact, the added sugar promotes unhealthy gut bacteria growth. Your best bet is to purchase plain yogurt and add your own flavor with berries and honey and cinnamon. It's always best to do it like that. It's the most natural. Take a look at your yogurt. If it doesn't state live active cultures on the label, stop buying it. You're actually eating a dessert that's disguised as a healthy option, and you want to avoid that. Myth number seven, egg yolks raise your cholesterol. There's been much debate about the health of eggs over the years, and the verdict is in eggs are healthy. While it's true that egg yolks contain dietary cholesterol, research has proven that dietary cholesterol has almost nothing to do with your cholesterol levels. Eggs are one of the healthiest foods that you can eat. One egg has only 75 calories, but seven grams of high quality protein, along with iron, vitamins, minerals, and carotenoids. The egg is noted as a powerhouse of disease-fighting nutrients like lutein and zeaxanthin. So skip the egg white only breakfast and indulge in the yolk. Isn't that exciting to hear? Myth number eight, organic produce is more nutritious. Here's the truth about buying organic. Spending the extra buck on organic fruits and vegetables may help you dodge pesticides, but there's no convincing evidence yet that conventional and organic produce are different in nutritional composition. If you're concerned about the quality of your produce, but can't afford the price of organic, opt instead for locally grown and seasonal items. Chances are these items have less chemical exposure. When foods don't have far to travel, they can be harvested closer to the time that they're meant to be eating, ensuring optimal nutritional content. And then myth number nine is it's best to eat many small meals throughout the day. And there's so many different schools of thought. There's so many claims that eating small, frequent meals throughout the day will help to increase metabolism. I'm sorry to say there is no evidence to back up this claim. The truth is whether you eat two to three meals per day or five to six smaller meals, the outcome has the exact same effect on total calories burned. Check the research for yourself. And I'll put some links in the show notes that you could go back and do some research. So eating small meals throughout the day may help curb your appetite by preventing excessive hunger, but the benefits really stop there. Myth number 10, people who work out need extra protein. This may be true if you're in the Olympics 
or you're a professional athlete. But the average person doesn't need to consume additional protein when working out. Most of us are already consuming more than what is recommended. The average person consumes 77 and a half grams of protein in a day. That's 146% of the dietary reference intake for 145 pounds adults. Now let's look at protein ounce for ounce. Here's a list of common foods and their protein content. One ounce, 28 grams of protein equates to the following. One ounce of meat, one ounce of poultry, one ounce of seafood, a quarter cup of beans, one egg, one teaspoon of peanut butter, a half ounce of seeds, a half ounce of nuts. You can see how meat consumption can easily put you over your daily intake. A six ounce steak equals 168 grams of protein. The myth countdown. I know I covered a lot of information today and if you have questions, I am here to help. Here are the 10 myths that we debunked. I just want to review. All calories are created equal. Carbs make you fat. Healthy food is more expensive. Gluten-free is the way to go. Low-fat foods are better for you. Yogurt is good for the bacteria in your belly. Egg yolks raise your cholesterol. Organic produce is more nutritious. It's best to eat many small meals throughout the day. And myth number 10, people who work out need more protein. Final tips for eating healthy doesn't need to be complicated. And it's possible on any budget. When planning a trip, avoid clipping coupons. They're typically only offered for processed items. Take an inventory of what is already in your kitchen before going shopping to avoid overbuying, which leads to food waste. Shop the perimeter of your supermarket. I tell all my clients this. This is where all the healthiest food items are located. When you walk into a supermarket, you're always walking into the produce section. Have you ever noticed that? And then as you go down the aisle against that back wall is always all the animal protein. And then up the other perimeter is all your dairy. And that's where we should be shopping. The center of the store contains all the boxed and processed foods, and you want to avoid all of that. We want to shop the perimeter. We want to try new recipes or ways of cooking your favorite food, so mix it up. And veggies can be prepared in many different ways. And in order not to get bored of eating the same veggies all the time or your favorite ones, look for local in-season produce, but also look for uh, fruits and vegetables that you never tried before and pick some of those and look for a recipe. How would you cook this vegetable or how do you eat this fruit? Because sometimes you look at a fruit and you're like, oh my, how do I eat this creature here? <laughs> so anyway, try new recipes and replace high fat protein with plant-based options. And I also wanted to tell you that 
If you would like to know where I got any of my resources, please don't hesitate. You can reach out to me. You can email me at susan at susanlopresti.com. You can go to my website, www.susanlopresti.com. You'll find a lot of information on my website. And I'm always happy to answer any questions that you have. You can also sign up for a 30-minute free health assessment with me if you're interested in that. And again, that's on my website, www.susanlopresti.com. I just want to close here telling you that better health is possible. And I want to thank you for joining me here today. I know some of the information I provided may take a little time to sink in. So don't hesitate to send me any questions over the next few days. If something pops into your head, I would be happy to answer any questions. If you need any help building a personalized diet, send me a message and we could work together. If you have any other questions at all, don't hesitate to reach out. And I'm also going to put the link to my health newsletter. Please be sure to sign up for that as well. Again, thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate it. Thank you. Until the next time, stay well. Bye for now.